previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Ah, smart trousers. Nana Jerome's gusset cleansing gum. You're right, Jamie. There are a lot of dead mums. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch! Okay, so let's get sad. Dead excited, but I want to kill you. <laughs> and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a gaggle of geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. My name is Jamie, and I once spent four hours accidentally superglued to an Albanian police officer, which, believe it or not, was the second weirdest thing that happened that day. <laughs> and locked in with me today, we have a trio of intrepid trailblazers. Hi, I'm Alid, and I have a third eye that blinks furiously located on the bottom of my chin. But blinks furiously, is that like... Like a medical condition, or is it that you can control the blinking? Uh, it's it's got its own little mind. It does what it wants to do. Oh, so it's not you're not even in control of it. No, not at all. Good. Not sure it's my eye. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liz, and I can play the piccolo with my toes while blowing the air through my nose. That's like an incredible level of contortionism going on there. It really is. I mean, at least you can. At least you can bl- blow the air in the regular places rather than yeah. being able to blow it through the, through the toes because then that's a, that's a doctor's visit. Yes, no, that would be a problem. <laughs> that's a useful skill, though. Like, I know, that's, right? that's, that's multitasking to the nth degree. I have no idea why the Royal Symphony Orchestra thing hasn't, hasn't hired me yet. Philistines. I know, right? Hi, I'm Gord, and I once lived for five years in the woods as a Yeti impersonator for hiking tourists. I had to stop, though, when a real Yeti tried to mate with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, usually during these episodes, somebody's bullshit fact veers a little too close to what could be in the realms of possibility, and that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from you right now. <laughs> that's for you to decide. <laughs> I'm not doing the same since. <laughs> I thought you all seem very plausible, Jamie, to be fair. Well, you know, let's, <laughs> let's not say what the weirdest thing was that day. What he didn't tell you is I'm actually part Yeti. Oh, well, it makes really <laughs> sense. I know, right? It's a love story for the ages. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast right here. <laughs> I know we'll be, uh, we'll be talking a little bit more in the pub episode where we'll be grilling our special guests, Gordon Liz, on... Uh, their website, Review the Room, and all the wonderful rooms that they get to visit and play. Uh, but for now, uh, could you just give us a quick uh, summary of what Review the Room is and what you do and where people can find you? Uh, so Review the Room is a is an escape room blog that we started back in 2019 um, because we played a number of escape rooms and thought, why not? Um, we basically travel mostly around the UK, but we branched out to the world. And we play escape rooms, and we play escape rooms online as well. And we are located at reviewtheroom.co.uk, and we're soon to be visiting Amsterdam, I think. Oh, no, America. America first. America first, then Amsterdam to play some escape rooms. And we've just come back from Athens last year. Oh, I'm so jealous. Nice. So jealous. And uh, where can folks find you um, on social media? On social media, we are at reviewtheroom.co.uk on Instagram, reviewtheroom on Twitter, and just... I guess review the room on Facebook. No TikTok yet. No TikTok. No, <laughs> no Snapchat. <laughs> you know? We're not down with the kids. No, gotta, gotta get in with those Gen Zers, you know? Uh, this episode of the infinite escape room is sponsored by the portable vatican the pocket-sized passport to paradise 
Have you accidentally said fuck to a nun? Need a quick bit of forgiveness? Are you a billionaire with no soul and want to buy your way into heaven? The Portable Vatican is for you. Each kit comes with your own personal pint-sized cardinal and fits neatly into your pocket. Comes in both orthodox and heretic flavours. Get good with God with the Portable Vatican. You may t- uh, notice that the sponsors are equally bullshit. <laughs> That was and bullshit. Until we get I a, bought that. Until we get a real one. <laughs> what are you talking Just, about? I want one. <laughs> when you can know, I buy one, Jamie? You never know when you need one. Go to portablevatican.com slash infinite and get 10% off your first order. Uh, and also this podcast wouldn't be made possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons you keep us off the streets and on the air and this week's episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons Jade Shaw Laura Vance Dave LeCompte and Chris Mikesell you are the very best and dear listeners for as little as one pound a month you can join their ranks in support of our little corner of the internet Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room where you can unlock bonus material and other perks we don't show to the common folk. So here's how the show works. Each week, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, a Mobius curb of puzzles, scenarios and possibilities seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience. I will be bringing the puzzles this week, while Gordon, Liz and Alid will be trying to solve them. And if they don't manage it within the time given to them, then dire consequences shall befall them. And of course, escaping is thirsty work, so after each puzzle, we take a step halfway off infinity into the puberverse. We will find a cosy boozer for a pint and a debrief of the game. That's the premise. Are you ready, folks? Yes. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time. After tackling your emotions in the Temple of Mood, you found yourself beset on all sides by a myriad of maniacal monks, all heaven-bent on your destruction. Luckily, your resident robot pal Merv swooped in to save the day, using his robotic tracks to carve out a circle in the floor to a tunnel below. Following Merv's lead, each of you jumps into the dark hole and falls a good 50 feet. Luckily, your fall is broken on the surprisingly soft exoskeleton of Merv. Excuse me. (coughs) Fear gas. Goodness me, lem sip and beer do not mix. <clears throat> the horde of holy rollers above you curse in a mixture of Chinese and Latin because we couldn't quite figure out and stay consistent about what kind of monks they actually were, so they're both. One of the monks takes the initiative and dives down after you. But with no merve to break his fall, he plummets straight to the floor with a loud smack. As your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can see that you're in what appears to be some sort of smuggler's tunnel. The centre of the room, now containing the dead monk and a motionless move, is illuminated by a shaft of light from the hole above you. To the north, you see a large door. To the west, a long machine. To the southeast, a large stone font. And adorning the walls all around you are a series of framed pictures. And judging from the increasingly angry shouting above you, you've got about 30 minutes to get out before the monks figure out how to get you safely and make you pay for damage in their temple. It would appear that your time starts now. What would you like to do? Oh, I'm always a stickler for it. If there's something which is a big hole, I want to stick my hand in it. So you said there's a font in the southeast corner. Yes, indeedy. Is there anything in said font or is it just like holy water? Um, so you go to the font. 
It's a sort of a large limestone font, uh, the kind you see at one of those baptisms where they dunk the whole kid in there for maximum holiness. <laughs> uh, there's a little jug sat on the stone and a, and a bucket um, on the floor. Uh, both the bucket and the font are currently empty. Uh, but above the font, there is a little plaque that reads, Notes of coffee, mint and cherry, fill this font to make thee merry. When poured and mixed, you have prevailed, and a secret soon will be unveiled. And you won't have to write that down. I will paste that into the message chat in Zencaster for you. There's a message chat. Did not know that was there. Look at that. Uh, uh, all no expense is spared. You mentioned there was a jug as well. Yes. You didn't say that was empty. Uh, the jug is also empty. <laughs> Smart question. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. You said there's a, a dead monk had dropped down there with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, has he got anything worth... Nicking? Um, so you take a look at him, and it's definitely a dead monk. Uh, he's face down with his arms and legs all splayed out. You know the kind you see with a chalk outline? And his robes are all disheveled. You give him a little kick to be certain. And yeah, he is in fact dead. Okay, he is dead. Um, did you say you wanted to have a rifle around in his Well, you drawers? never know. He, he might have something useful. Um, so you have a little rifle around through the monk's pockets. Well, whatever constitutes his pockets in a monk's robe because he's wearing nothing underneath. Ooh. And you find a little ID badge that says, Brother Arnold, Chief Brewer. Okay. Ah, he's a brewer. Ooh. And he doesn't happen to have any cough sweets or just general sweets in his, in his habit. Uh, there is nothing else within his robes uh, other than that ID badge. Uh, he's got a pair of sandals on. Otherwise, he's naked as the day he was born. Okay. Well, could we have a look at the uh, the machine in the room? <laughs> Certainly. Uh, so you go over to the west wall, and then you see a large machine that takes up the entirety of that wall. Uh, it looks as if it's off currently. There's a long, empty conveyor belt to the left. Uh, what looks like a sort of a cube manufacturing unit on the right. Uh, the unit itself has a large lever and a little fingerprint access panel. And uh, there's a sign etched into the front of the machine that says Blessed Brewer 9000. Mm. Oh. I'm feeling a connection here. Do you reckon we can stick the body in the machine? I was thinking more just the fingerprint and starting small, but. <laughs> all that. I'm just thinking if you brew, you need ingredients. If you're going to desecrate a corpse, why not just fucking go the whole lot? <laughs> <laughs> Don't start small, just, just go for it. <laughs> Free first. Off we go. <laughs> Okay. So, so shall we try? Can we like drag over? Yeah, let's drag the monk um, over, brother. Brother Arnold, oh. not not just the monk. He's got a name now. Brother Does he Arnold. Have a monk, he's he's dead though. He's just a he's just a dead monk, isn't he? He's just a dead monk. Yeah. Not dead brother Arnold. He's dead monk. <laughs> can we bring over dead monk's hand? Well, I guess the rest of them as well. We don't want to chop it off and just try his fingerprint on the fingerprint access thing. Sure. So you drag the the body of Brother Arnold. It takes all three of you to do it because he is quite a chunky boy. Uh, over to the the machine, lift his dead mitt uh, onto the access panel, and you place a finger onto the panel, and the machine does nothing, but the panel blinks green. Mm. Okay, so there is power to the machine. Yes. Is there a power switch to the machine? There is no switch uh, as such, but there is a giant lever um, on the, the side of that machine. What happens if we pull it? Uh, you pull that lever, and as soon as you do, a jet of acrid and stale water hits you all in the face, and some of it gets into your mouth, and the, the taste lingers, and all you can really taste is this really horrible metallic uh, liquid. But the machine does seem to come 
uh, come to life. So within seconds, the conveyor belt begins to move, and you see rows and rows of uh, filled beer bottles leave the machine. Filled beer bottles. Oh, monk update. The monks have all voted and elected a foreman to coordinate the descent. He's wearing a hard hat and a high-vis vest over his robes, so he means business. (laughs) (laughs) The filled bottles, are they labelled at all? Uh, yes, the bottles are mostly identical, uh, but you can see that their rather plain labels uh, do have some distinct names on them. Uh, you can see there's uh, one uh, label called uh, Shimei, uh, one called Westmal, one called Rochefort, one called Oval, and one called Achel. Uh, again, I will put those into the notes for you, so you don't have to worry about spelling. My spelling wasn't far off, actually, to be honest. No, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Shall we have a look at the pictures? Certainly. Uh, there are currently pictures all around the room. Uh, there are two to the north, uh, and then three on the west, south, and east walls. Uh, would you like to look at any in particular? Shall we just start at the north and work our way around? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, there are 11 uh, pictures all together. Each of them depicts uh, a central alchemical symbol inside which is stamped a pair of letters, and then beneath them uh, is written the name of a specific chemical ingredient. So you've got the door to the north, flanking left and right. The left-hand sign uh, has the symbol for Earth, with a chemical erasmus, and then uh, the two-letter symbol inside the symbol for Earth is ER. To the right of the door is the symbol for gold. The chemical is called illithium, and the two-letter designation is IL. And then we'll go around uh, clockwise from there. So to the east, you've got the symbol for iron with the chemical lithium, uh, designation Li. The symbol for brimstone, uh, which is the chemical natron and has the designation Nt. And the symbol for sulfur, which is the chemical cobalt, uh, designation Co. Uh, If anybody listening uh, to chemistry or knows the periodic table, this is all made up. Don't come at me. Please, I was I'm, about to say. I'm a historian, not a scientist, <laughs> damn it. I really wasn't sure about that, but I was keeping quiet just to know what the This show, well, cold with AU. <laughs> this bastard doesn't know what carbon dioxide is supposed to be. <laughs> um, to the south, you've got the symbol for air, which is the chemical chlorus, designation CH. The symbol for lead, chemical name Taurus, designation TO. And the symbol for fire, chemical mysterium, designation MI. And then the last three to the west, you have the symbol for water, which is the chemical rhinestone, designation RY. The symbol for silver, which is the chemical esium, designation EE. And the symbol for salt, which is the chemical fiscal, designation FF. Wonderful. It's a lot of pictures. I only got half that. That's okay. <laughs> that also, I'll also put that into the chat for you. Thank you all. You told me to write stuff down, and here I am writing stuff, and you've got it all there. Your <laughs> skills are wasted. <laughs> okay, so Gordon wants it hard. That's fine. No more notes for you. No, you give me all the notes. <laughs> all <laughs> the notes for Keep them coming. <laughs> Could we perhaps look at, say, a bottle called uh, Shimei? Just uh, what, what's on the, the label of Shimei? Certainly. Uh, you pick up the bottle of Shimei, and you pop the stopper. And it doesn't look like anything. It's just a plain label that has the word shimmy on it. What does it smell like? Or taste? Um, you take a smell, you take a little swig, but it seems that you can't taste 
anything, whatever that was that sprayed into your throat earlier, has just dominated oh, you your taste buds. swine. <laughs> but it is at this point you hear a loud grinding behind you and a couple of bleeps and flashes. Merv. What is making that grinding noise? Uh, so you look behind you and it seems to be uh, the, the robot Merv is making those particular sounds and flashes at you. I forgot about Merv. What's Merv up to? So you take a look at poor Merv, and it seems to be that poor Merv is in a little bit of a state. He's stationary in the room with a busted set of tracks, uh, and the screen on his little tummy says, warning, ethanol fuel cells low. Oh. Isn't it alcohol? Ethanol is alcohol. Oh. We could give him the bottle. Monk update. Several of the monks have stripped naked and tied their robes together to create a makeshift rope. Unfortunately, having taken a vow of poverty, their robes are very flimsy and threadbare, so can't withstand any weight. Another naked monk falls to his death in the hole. I did not want to investigate dead monks' holes. We <laughs> are out there now. That's the sound bite right there for the episode. <laughs> and the irony will be is that is where the answer lies. <laughs> I can assure you there is nothing in this monks' holes. Oh, you checked, have we? <laughs> just to save you the embarrassment. <laughs> the bottle that we've just opened, shall we try giving it to Merv? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Uh, it was the bottle of shimmy, was it, you picked up? The one that we couldn't taste or smell anything of, yeah. Yeah, uh, so you pour the shimmy down Merv's gullet and he vibrates a little as his systems process the beer. His little tummy screen flashes to show that his ethanol cells are slightly recharged and he says, Shimmy, chemical breakdown, cobalt, fiscal, easium. And gives a little happy ping. <laughs> cobalt. Because what robot doesn't love a boozer? That would be coffee. Damn it, yeah. you're quicker than me. Yeah, that one. Okay, so shall we give Merv some West Mal West West Mali um, booze as well, and see if that uh, gives him any reaction? Uh, sure. So you pour the West Mal into Merv again. He vibrates, and his little tummy flashes to show that he's slightly recharged. And he says, "West Mal, chemical breakdown, chlorus, lithium, lithium." Bing. Is that? Cherry? Oh, I don't. Oh, we do want cherry, don't we? Hang on. Sorry. Uh, Coke? The, oh, Cobalt, wasn't it? Was the first one? <laughs> no. Chlorine? Chloris? Chloris. Chloris, illithium. And then, no, chloris, lithium was the last one. Illithium. Lithium. Chili. Oh, what? That's chili. Okay, so should we just keep going with Merv here and see what he makes of the rock for? Uh, yeah, pull the Rockford down his gullet, he vibrates, his cells are a little bit charged again, and he says, Rockford, chemical breakdown, mysterium, natron, mint. Yeah. You guys are quick. Okay, so we know we need the Shemeo, we need the, the rock, rock, however you pronounce yeah. that. Yeah. The French cheese sounding one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, uh, shall we rinse and repeat with Orville? Absolutely. Let's... Yep. Uh, Orville down his gullet, cells charged a little bit more, and he says, Chemical breakdown. Chlorus. Erasmus. Rystone. There it is. Cherry. So what do we think? Just put a sample of those in the to go in the jug or the bucket? Should we before we do anything, should we just check what the last one is? Just in oh, case there's something going on. Yeah. I thought you were the resident brute forcer. Yeah, I'm the one taking chocolate. <laughs> I've been warned not to brute force things. <laughs> Learning. And I'm also under threat that at one point there will be a puzzle that trying to brute force it will inevitably break it that you cannot solve it. One day. <laughs> but I won't tell you when that will be. 
<laughs> All right, yeah, let's recharge Merv's a bit more with some Ackle. Uh Sure, so you pour some Ackle down uh, his gullet. He vibrates, his cells are now fully recharged, and he says, Ackle, chemical breakdown. Taurus, fiscal, easium. Toffee. So, yes. We want Shimmy, Rockport, and Orville. Orville. And I think that goes in the font, doesn't it? Because the plaque above the font was the thing that said notes of coffee, mint, cherry. When poured and mixed, yeah. Fill this font to make the merry. When poured, yeah, poured and mixed, you are prevailed in a secret soon to be, yeah, okay. Monk yeah. update. One of the monks has wheeled the chalkboard towards the hole and is furiously scribbling equations while pointing at some old wooden beams in the temple above. The others are nodding emphatically. <laughs> what a great update. <laughs> So yeah, shall we uh, dump some of those beers, the the Jimmy, 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 <laughs> the Rock Four and the Orville into the font, please? Sure. Uh, so you take the bottles, Shimmy, Rockfort and Orville, all gathered around the font and you begin to pour them into the stone font. And as the beers mix together, they start to fizz in a chemical reaction that corrodes the limestone inside the font and turns the liquid concoction clear. And as the liquid clears, you see etched into the bottom of the font, Consuming the devil's tears, that made of fire and brimstone will humble thyself before God. We're not getting that in the chat now, are we? Because no, I said something. No, you said something. <laughs> 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 My brain is broken. God is playing on God mode. <laughs> <laughs> so we did have pictures with fire and brimstone. Yeah. Um, they were mysterious. Which is mint. Yeah. Yeah, I did something. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> so consuming the devil's tears and... Okay, so we need to down the mint one. Yeah. The rock four. Shall we all just... Chug it? Yeah. At least then we'll be drunk when the monks finally make it down here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So can we have a bit of a chug of the rock four? So you all take hearty gulps of the Rockfort beers, you down a full bottle each, and you feel a little bit of a tickling in your tummy, and you see the walls begin to grow all around you. The dead monk now looks like a sleeping giant, and Merv in the centre of the room becomes a skyscraper. You realise that the room hasn't grown. We've shrunk. You've shrunk. In some kind of Alice in Wonderland fuckery, you are now the size of borrowers. Okay. Um, I suppose drinking another bottle is going to be a bit interesting now that we're tiny. You can't reach the bottles anymore because they're all on the conveyor belt, which is very, very high above you. Never listen to Gordon. Never. Well, that's fine. We recharged Merv. He can pick us up. Oh, yeah. What's Merv up to? Is he? Can he still hear us and see us? And is he chilling with his full charge of ethanol? Merv is currently on full charge, but he's now set to patrol mode. Uh-oh. And is just scanning the area for danger. Oh, but that's fine. He can't move and trample us because his, his tracks are broken. So is there anything else we can now see in the room that we couldn't see before from our new perspective? I don't want to, again, I don't want to enter a monk's hole now that we're the right side. <laughs> oh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you could have Atman Thanos the monk. <laughs> right. Let me quickly change this a second. <laughs> Insert key into monk anus. What's with the door in the north? So the, the door, it takes you a, a, quite a while to get to this door now because your little feet are very tiny and it's a long way away. Uh, but you do eventually get there and you gaze up and you see this huge reinforced steel door that's bolted into the rock of the tunnel that's now locked. Uh, there is a large keyhole set into the reinforced lock, but it's a good, for your perspective, 50 feet high. Uh, but next to the door, at sort of floor level, is a little mouse hole with a sprung mouse trap, but no mouse. Monk update. 
You hear the sounds of sawing and drilling as the monks above you construct a giant wooden apparatus above the hole. They've reused some circular offering trays as a makeshift pulley system, and one of the fatter monks is being used as a counterweight. We must really piss them off. Mm. Angry monks. Should, should we investigate the, the mouse hole and yeah. see what's in there? You said that the mouse trap was already sprung, so that means it's safe. The mouse hole? <laughs> yes, the yes. mouse hole. Goodness me, this is taking a turn. This is one for the only fan subscribers. <laughs> so you take your teeny little legs and sprint towards the mouse hole, dodging slippery lakes of misplaced beer. As you get close, you hear a loud cheer as several of the monks finally descend safely into the hole below and begin advancing towards your tiny cells, their studded sandals glinting menacingly in the reflected light. Suddenly, one of the monks is flung towards the wall, smashing into bottles and filling the room with beer and broken glass. In the centre of the room, I now filled with high-strength Belgian beer, Go. a slightly Go. pissed and thoroughly pissed-off move extends his arms and starts to spin them furiously, clotheslining the monks and pummeling them into the walls. He looks down at you and winks as best a robot can. He says to you, and you don't need to be told twice. You dive into the mouse hole and begin a steep climb upwards toward the surface, the sounds of dying monks and mechanical laughter ringing in your ears. To be continued. And you have solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. And you only had one more monk update to go. Oh, could we have the last monk update as well? <laughs> yes. Monk update. All the monks have now stripped off and are using their robes to create a long rope and are winding it through the apparatus and around the waist of the foreman. So you had one more to go before they would then thoroughly descend into the ceil- from the ceiling and crush you. But you didn't need it because your pros absolutely smashed it. How were we for time anyway? You had like eight minutes left. You were, did I amazing. So. You were amazing. Ah, I'm glad I didn't think about the uh, the naked monks. <laughs> Journey to the center of the monk. That Maybe that's the next episode. <laughs> We'll oh wait, wow! We'll wait and see. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Come join us next week at the pub. We'll have a drink and a little debrief about the puzzles. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. It makes me tingle in all the right places whenever I read them. And if you really enjoy it and want to support the show, then consider joining our Patreon program over at Patreon.com/slash/TheInfiniteEscapeRoom. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye bye. Goodbye. Hey listeners, it's your boy Jamie here. Just wanted to let you know that we now have some official bloody merchandise. We've just launched some super limited edition infinite escape room enamel pin badges. You also get a cheeky little puzzle postcard designed by us that uses the pin itself as part of the puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you're treated to an exclusive bonus episode of the podcast. Impress your friends and subdue your enemies with the Infinite Escape Room pin badge. Check out our social media pages or our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com, to see how you can get your hands on one. Or ten, we won't judge.